TNE Network. episodes are getting to be like van halen themselves uh at this point in their career yeah just a little bit of yeah you don't hear from them for a while but we're back yeah we're method podcasting that's putting right ourselves in the shoes of the mighty van halen that is the sound of mc sacred g right there right mc sacred g one two three the place to be to oh. my left the El Pagano. Hola, muchachos. That's you shouldn't ever say the El Pagano, right? That's kind of like the the yeah. This is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> uh, and this is the thick white duke with his Spanish skills in the house. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna talk about after what? Gary Sharon, after Van Halen three, post Sharon, the post Sharon. <laughs> Sharona has gone. <laughs> My Sharona. He pops up a little bit in this in this era, though. Like he is like good with everybody, really. Okay, nobody's let, mad at Gary. Let me ask you, except has, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yes. yes. We were just talking about what clips maybe we we got uh, pulled up, but I'm just putting this together. At no time did we mention Gary's name in yeah I was looking for Gary interviews at this time too <laughs> and we're talking about like an era like like a soft 98 you know maybe we can maybe I got a Tour couple through things. 99 and yeah, yeah. Thing and up to about 2007 is what we're going to talk about this is like actually the longest span that we're going to cover that we're going to cover in, yeah, in, totally. in one bridge episode here one yeah. episode but this is going to be a bridge episode we're gonna sleepy time. play some music play some clips now, I feel like we're coming around third on this episode. Right. Like, we are, man. I right. think we got two more episodes. Tops. Old yeah. Yogi Berra just fucking waving you home. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. I, am I going to make it? Ah, it doesn't matter. Fucking slide. It's Mo Austin throwing you signals That's at home right. plate. Mogi Berra. Mogi Berra. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do we want to crack this? Well, right. well, I already designated El Pagano as the keeper of the timeline. I don't know. <laughs> I second that. I did shit on. Listen, I've done the math. And yeah, computations always fuzzy come math. correct. It is. Yeah. No, I feel like as a nerdy comic book completist, I I, I want to know the timeline of, of right. events in my head that I never really paid attention to. Like it's just always floating out there. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, it was a dark. It was like the dark ages. Like nothing was really coming out. This goes into top knot uh, years yeah, for sure. When do, when do Top Knot years start? Oh, top yeah. Knot, Eddie. Around the best of. Think of like around 2004. Yeah. Okay. They toured with Sammy, I think, was the apex of that particular All episode. Right. So let's let's uh, then start with like a 2000. Uh, how about, we, we're just talking about Gary Sharon. 
Um, it's probably be the last we talk about Gary Sharon, <laughs> other than they planned a second album with him. Oh, you guys, really? You guys hear about that shit? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They were gonna call it Love Again. Oh no. I know. <laughs> Which is, it was his idea, and he had to go. Gary's idea. <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was, uh, but that was they. Like something Gary was. They, they were gonna record, uh, you know, another album with Gary, a second album with Gary called Love Again. And then, you know, it fell through. It, it just, uh, nothing, there's no drama-ish, no. you know? It's just like, man, He went on and made a new band called Tribe of Judah or something like that. Really? Yeah. Huh. But this was the first one out of three times where there was supposedly a mutual uh, split. Right. right. The only time ever. Why? Because Gary Sharon's a good shit. He's just a fucking <laughs> mensch. He's a good guy. I He's guess. a good guy. He's a good guy, dude. Like nobody in this band even fucked his wife. You know, <laughs> that's that's like a plus for you, him. This <laughs> is this is honestly what happened. Is Gary got a phone call one day, and it was from Mikey's mullet, <laughs> and he just told him, "You're gone. There's nothing you can do about it." <laughs> it's okay, man. Just walk out. <laughs> it's. Yeah. Special telegram from Mikey's mullet. We'll hear from Mikey's mullet again tonight. I'm positive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always so. going to chime in. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, that, well, yeah, you that's said it. This the, shortly the album after. that wasn't. Yeah, the album that wasn't. And then it's like, uh, they were all, like, their health was already not good, really, at that, you know, the ambulance tour and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. It's Alex is their, jacked up. Their life on the road and just riding themselves hard and putting themselves away wet every night. Sure. It's coming back to, the chickens are coming home to roost. Well, so this is just like, it, everything just keeps doubling down with just not good shit going on after this. Yeah, this is probably the darkest period yeah. in the whole Van Halen story. And like any good second act, everybody yeah. comes in for a cameo, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bringing back old characters you forgot about. Didn't forget about but yeah and, and you're thinking about what could have been and maybe is it too late to reconvene possibly yeah. you know it has a little bit of that smell to it yeah. um because they do entertain uh hanging out with dave again right which is yeah unfathomable a couple years prior right after the mtv debacle when he said he better be wearing a cup next time i see him and and though we're going to talk about dark times let me spoil something for our next conversation our, our next episode of fair warning i listened to the album that comes out with dave oh different kind of truth and i like it i i will be revisiting it when we do it i'm uh just as i'm gonna do with these tracks tonight these sammy tracks on this best of well, that's what we're leading up to is that this best of yeah and i have not listened to those since they came out so this is gonna be interesting yeah, I only have one of those songs in rotation. Oh, really? no. <laughs> one of them made it into rotation. That's a vote yeah. of confidence. But yeah, it'll be the first for those other ones too. How many Sharon songs you got in rotation? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the last episode stays <laughs> in the <laughs> last episode. I didn't mean to make it hot, man. Um, yeah, but, I guess we're not there to the. Well, but. Uh, well, right, 2000, 2001, everybody kind of lays low in 2001. Dave's well, being a paramedic. Uh, let's back up a little bit because, if like, like like I said, I, I really nerded out this afternoon trying to get this timeline. I ran out of yarn for this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> for this wall of uh, of crimes. If we're going to talk about crimes and conspiracies. Exactly. 
Um, no, because yeah, so like uh, Sharon, they that kind of he leaves in like '99 ish, right? And I yeah. think his um, was it Ray Daniels was his manager. He splits with them. Okay, so they're out of the picture. And um, let's go, Ray. But one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that like just starts the is the beginning of all this shit that the band and Eddie has to deal with, which leads to the uh, aforementioned top knot. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, in ninety in ninety nine is when Ed gets his hip replacement surgery. Right. Okay. Um, and um, and he so he's he's forty six when this is all going on. That's how old I am. So like, think about it. Like you're forty six. You came off of this. Right oh my god, dude! I want to sometimes, but you, you're coming off of the David Lee Roth, the Sammy era, and the last album doesn't do as good as you wanted, and then yeah. the singer leaves. What do you do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, drama. You probably adding pills into the mix if you're getting surgery like that. Oh, yeah. so check this out. So, the, so he has the hip replacement. Um, Dude, that's a that's a that's a big thing too. That's a big fucking gear in your in your mechanism to have replaced your fucking hip. That's replacing the tranny, man. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, that's replacing like, the tranny. Yeah, that's kind of half time. You know, you, that's you the drive train. Half new. Um, <laughs> I, I saw one on surgical TV. It was, uh, it was the worst. Yeah. Granted, that was like late '80s, but this is what late '90s. It's still not crazy good. <laughs> so check this, this post Bo Jackson. So check this out. Like a lot of this timeline that helped. The thing that helped putting this together was this book we talked about in one of the episodes. It was uh, Eruption, yeah. um, Conversations with Eddie Van Halen, and uh, by Brad Talinsky and Chris Gill. So, but so they talk about this era. So, but this there's a funny well. I take that back. Hip surgery is not funny. <laughs> but, I mean, this is just one one thing Ed has to deal with. But the reason I'm bringing up this part of this book, the part of this book that talks about it is kind of interesting because, um, let's see, so before he goes into surgery, he's getting he's getting ready mentally. He's getting ready for it. And, and I think a lot of the stuff that happens in this era of the band and with Ed, like he's – what I took my takeaway, and they talk about it in the book, like he's just trying to take more control of everything. Like, yeah. and you can imagine, well, like with all this shit going on, he just wants to get some kind of control something. Exactly, we, we, we've seen this coming. So that mindset goes into this hip surgery, and um, he insists on staying awake. <laughs> pretty much, oh, oh, my God. almost. So it's like they. Oh, and they I want to see it, dude. Listen, okay. I'm good. I can use my fingers. It says in his ever increasing need to assert control over every situation, he insisted insisted that he remain conscious during the arduous pr procedure Fuck in me. case something went wrong, requesting do? requesting an epidural instead of general anesthesia. Uh, and okay, here's the best part, and I'll get into this in a second. Uh, he also demanded that the entire operation be recorded in high definition audio. Okay, audio. There's wow. the setup. So, uh, the, and but this, if you, I mean, if you, you know, why not? <laughs> so that's his it's mindset. That's yeah. his mindset going into this hip surgery. And in this other part of the book, there, it's a interview with Ed after the fact. So the the author asks him, "What was the operation like?" Yeah, and this trip out on this. So uh, he goes, "Oh, that's what he said." He goes, "It was a trip. I didn't want to be put under. I just, I just want, I just want them to numb the area around." because I want to be wide awake and in control so I could call the shots in case something happened. <laughs> so he, then he, uh, he goes traction. on. <laughs> we need some suction. Too close to that artery. Yeah, he's he's so 
can I smuggle one? Huh? Um, so it, it goes. He, go, that he goes on. Goes. They said they wanted to have an anesthesiologist on hand in case I couldn't handle it, and I agreed. Agreed to that. When the operation started, the anesthesiologist started giving me something anyway. Uh, as soon as I started feeling it, I pulled the oxygen. As soon as I started feeling it, oh I pulled the oxygen God. mask off my face. After a discussion, Dr. Moreland agreed to let me stay conscious and told the anesthesiologist to leave the room. Hey, don't it try to rocks. fucking slip me into some sort of sleep or something. So, I know what you're doing. So check this out. So I told you in that opening part where he wanted to record it. So he goes, uh, I actually recorded the operation too. Dr. Moreland spent 20 minutes with headphones to find the right place to put the microphone because he wanted to make it sound right. Dude, he turned his doctor into the engineer. <laughs> he did. During his hip surgery. <laughs> he totally did. Um, then he says, uh, I wrote it. Okay, wait, hold on. I'll get to that part in a second. Ah, oh, shit, where'd it go? Anyways, um, oh, yeah. I actually recorded the operation. Dr. Moreland spent 20 minutes with headphones to find the right place to put the microphone because he, <laughs> wanted, around to, the surgery he room. wanted to make it sound right. Surgery. Surgery. <laughs> tibula. Tibula. Um, you know, I used to drill like that on pound cake. I still have the drill. <laughs> but this last part, he goes, uh, I wrote a song and Alex... <laughs> I wrote a song and had Alex play a drum pattern groove to match the noises, and it's all in Pro Tools. He had his oh brother God, put yeah. a drum a remix on his to this surgery. surgery, dude. Wow. That's some wild shit. Yeah, <laughs> them Van Halen brothers don't fuck around. <laughs> no. If it sounds good, it is good. <laughs> surgery sounded good as hell. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Only, it was well, that's for the box set later, I guess. Dude, can you imagine if they put that out? Holy shit! I would, I would rather watch that than a lot of programming. If you, if you guys said like, let's let's go take a couple hours off and watch Eddie Van Halen get his hip replaced, no nah, man, I know I couldn't make it. No, dude, I saw photos. My my old oh. my old neighbor showed me photos of his sh shoulder like surgery. Oh. The bone was out. Oh no way! No, once you start seeing the inside of people, no. Bones. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's his mindset. Like he even he wants to take control of that fucking surgery. Like that just tells you where he's at. But he's still thinking about music, like yeah. and, and sound and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but after that hip replacement, so that was what ninety nine. Um, but uh, shortly after that, he that's when he gets the the um, diagnosed with tongue cancer too. Well, right. do you know how he got tongue cancer? Well, <laughs> there are many theories. Let's, let's let Eddie tell us. I sound the same way as when I used to be fucked up. <laughs> Don't think I'm fucked up. But I'm not. And you didn't even quit smoking after you got cured, right? No, because smoking didn't cause it. How do you know that? Because a metal charge to a metal, you know, electric charge, okay, EMF, electromagnetic field or electromagnetic energy, which I live in about 14 to 18 hours a day in my recording studio with a metal pick hanging out of my mouth. It's basically like playing golf in a lightning storm. Huh. You're saying a metal pick gave you can tongue cancer? Yeah. Because it picked up the radiation from the, all the equipment you used? That's right. Oh, you know, that's I mean, straightforward. He's got a point, but... You know, smoking and drinking for 50, no. 46 no. years. 
Right? Somewhere out of the womb. Forty years. Forty 12, years. He I started him, smoking at twelve years old. You know he's drinking at six. Forty years of boozing <laughs> and smoking, but it's the pick. But it is odd that it would be in that. I mean, he'd make the the only point I, that he kind of makes is that it is in the spot. Yep. Where the pick was touching. And that's it, trippy. Oh, go ahead. Well, I don't know. Sometimes right. your, your body lets you know. It's like you know. When you know, you know. Nobody knows. That's he just knows. <laughs> but he is in that, like you said, he's in that EMF field all fucking day. Yeah, Dude, for, yeah, like all day, every day. Yeah. Like, I can hear it right now. You can hear. Yeah. That, that's. <laughs> and like when I say all day, and we'll get to this in a second, like there's another book, and I can't remember. I'll, I'll get his name, but um, the dude that was the in Greg the studio. Greg guy? Yes. Yeah. Like he, like his observation was like that dude just does not sleep like he's up maybe maybe sleeping four hours because he has to and then just getting up and doing yeah. it again Cocaine. but but um that's uh something that got overblown um between uh the dynamics of don and uh ted with their production and engineering um of a lot of van halen albums where Don and Eddie would go off late at night, like they were trying to sneak away to do work. But it's like, no, they, that's that's just how this guy works. He he'll go at any time, and Don's job is to get as clean as possible everything that's coming out of. And now he's got this his band. own toy box, his own studio at home. Forget yeah. it. He's, yep. he's living the dream. He's living the dream. <laughs> but there's something amiss. There's he's having troubles. You know, he's got the hip. The tongue, hop, the hip, hip hop, the hippity hop. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, that this is these these are weird dark days, and and uh, I imagine there's you know uh, some information to be mined in in books already written about what spirals Eddie's Sammy going has through. A lot with, to say in his book about this era. Yeah, this is uh, which well, he apologized for later. He said he felt bad for exposing that, for throwing that out there. Yeah, he's like, eh, I didn't need to say that. Yeah. But by the way, Dave Lee Ross, a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> That's how that interview went. <laughs> but the hits keep coming because the um, after the surgery, when is that, in 99? Yeah. Gets the cancer. It's taking care of that. And then 2001. It did go into remission, right? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah you're right. There, he, he had to have a bit of it taken out, right? He a did. chunk of his tongue he, he yeah. had to get cut off. About a quarter of it taken out. That's crazy. And then. Um, Didn't affect his Dutch at all. No. No, that's a different part of your tongue yeah, you use. I'm going to use that part. Uh, but he he accredits a clinic on Long Island, um, mm. New York, for for getting healthy. But there's also a lot of like, uh, like he alludes to saying, I went to this clinic, but I got illegal practices done at this clinic. In Long Island? I, in Long Island that I can't really talk about. Um, and he didn't do chemo to get healed. And he used uh, this clinic. He, he used a number of other places too. Uh, yeah. There's like seriously chat boards. <laughs> I'm sure for this research where people are like, I heard in this the interview. World. He said this clinic, but I researched this clinic. Oh, it's this doctor, Doctor McLaren, I think it is. Um, but uh, some people are like, oh, it was weed. He was taking weed. And uh, but uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, since 1972. Yeah, gave him the cancer. <laughs> Uh, but uh, early stem cells is maybe uh, the other thought on on what uh, what w Eddie was able to get healthy with. 
but he ate a baby. He ate a baby. <laughs> but he even said his opinion of cancer was um, you don't beat it. You get to stop it for a while, but that means it's it's in you. And wow. so it's just going to wait for a moment to come back out again. And certainly in 2018, uh, what he, the shot. you know, it, it, it again, he called the shot. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to think he knew more about his tongue cancer than I think he had a firm grasp on it from the beginning. Maybe you think he was grounded. Everyone needs to back off. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Fauci Van Halen has spoken. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. He didn't he invest in some medical stuff so that he can do what you just said, like get like yeah yeah under the radar type stuff done yeah he in his words he started a clinic Uh, i think he probably funded some some research that turned into an office like a small office in smith haven new york or two out of that but he might have saved a life or two and in his words all these all these other guys are going out there and they're spending their money and they're doing this and uh, and i'm starting a medical clinic there you go you know little legacy you didn't know about so he's taking care of his health with all that shit going on. And then in 2001, after 23 years, they split with Warner. Right. I'm not sure why, but that's just not going to help <laughs> no. the mental state of that's what's going on. That's how you get on. a midlife crisis right there. Hey, it's all kind of boiling. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, yeah, they survived grunge. <laughs> Only to just right, to, they were their own worst enemy. Really, I can... they didn't get they didn't get kicked out. They saw themselves out the door. Right, you 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 die a hero, or you live long enough to be the fucking <laughs> and vengeance. Yes, uh, yeah. Old Gary saw him to the door. Well, everybody, look at the bad guy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is dark. I can see why Eddie would have a fucking top knot bounce back. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking about going top knot right about now. <laughs> I noticed as soon as I cut my mohawk off. Now you got sideshow Bob hair too, and I'm the only guy without cool hair on the podcast. You know, I don't feel good about that. Just being honest right now. But anyway, Van Halen. But, <laughs> no, so he, uh, yeah, he's it's a very relatable character, man. He has a very relatable, um, you know, like yeah. heroic arc, quite yeah. honestly. Totally. This is the third act, man. Yeah. You pull out or you don't. Um, the Warner thing happens, and then that's 2001. And then this is getting up into the, uh, the Best of album, the second one, mm-hmm. right? So like in 2000. So there, yeah, I don't, there, you could get a lot into what's going on but because of kind of the state of affairs of where his headspace is at i think like um that's when uh sammy's manager was kind of letting sammy know what was going on and kind of encouraged them to reach out and that was kind of the kind of maybe let's get eddie healthy uh, yeah plan. Like, let's record you know get him i totally get that yep yeah nuts because you know and there's not even like th- those songs uh when you pull up Wikipedia and that album, the best of all, those songs don't even have links. There's a, you can't. There's not a lot of information on the recording of them. Wow, it's kind of like a black hole of information. But I mean, we have the songs. But um, well, yeah, this is the best of right, best of both worlds. So this was like a double disker, and it had to be. It was supposed to be a disc of Dave and a disc of Sam. 
But like in somewhere in the negotiations, Dave's head got all big, and then they said, "Fine, you're gonna go to every other, you know, you're gonna switch off or right. some shit like that." Yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck you. He and and they, they he. <laughs> They're gonna do. Oh wait, Dave we never, never got to that part. Dave. <laughs> But uh, Sam and Dave would switch off opening on their tour oh, together the tour. as well, yeah, which yeah. actually is before the Best of album, isn't it? Really? That the, tour came out before the album. See, that's oh. what I'm... Are you sure? I don't... I'm not 100%, but I thought it was... I don't... So this is what I was trying to figure out. This is why the conspiracy yarn ran out like <laughs> a long time ago when I was trying to figure this out. Because they... So they, uh, they encouraged Sam to get in touch because of... Uh, what Eddie's state of mind was, and then that's when they start talking and like, let's just make music, man. Like, and then the that's when the best of kind of comes out. But um, no, you're right. You're Sam and Dave is after that. That's totally after yeah. That. So they go in the Makes studio, sense. and supposedly they, and that's what the the thought was that they would like. Maybe we'll just get this going again and go on tour. But then it was it was kind of a rough start because it took like three months to do these three tracks, and that's when Sam was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a rough one. Like, this yeah. is not the speed I'm used to." With yeah. Work. Like three songs in three months is not the. Uh -huh. Is uh, is this the tour we're talking about in two thousand four? Yeah. That leading up to it, yeah. yeah. Well, and we it, went to. And you, it's interesting that you mentioned like yeah, there's not a lot online about those songs, but this um, I think we might have brought this up once a while back. That was two thousand four. The crack, the crack. As far as filling in those holes for that best ago. of, um, we brought this up on one episode. Um, so this dude Andrew Bennett did, uh, put this book out because around that time he, uh, this is when Eddie contacted him because of the videos he was doing. He wanted someone to document like him working in the studio. Anyways, there's a book Eruption in the Canyon, which is this dude Andrew Bennett's time during like that recording of that. Like it, wow. this is like the most. I mean, there's some there it is. cool 5150 shots of them in the studio, but it, it, you just get the real crazy state of affairs of what's going on of that era during that time. And wow. it's and it, it's uh, uh, Sammy in there, and then even he, we'll get into it a little later, I guess. But then like Wolfie asking uh, Dave to come on board later on, like he kind of has a has a hand in that. Yeah, getting Dave back. He was proactive about a lot of shit. Set but, list, yeah. That. Set list. Love the old stuff. Okay, let's let's re-roll back this uh, conspiracy <laughs> string. Yeah. Because yeah, no, no, because the, the Valerie thing. Uh, just another thing that's not going to help anybody's state of affairs where they're at. And this yeah. is the guy like that's part of the band. But um, no, you're right. Like they, this is just all the nerdy research I was doing. They officially split in 2005, but they were, I think they were separated like five years prior yeah which is the timeline what we're talking about yeah exactly yeah so that's like splitting with a record company dealing with the wife stuff unfortunately with your singer you oh. get things removed from your body splitting with your hip yeah but this is all leading to what we were talking about earlier with getting sam back in the studio i think we have some of those songs too Sam, he's doing yeah. fine the, too the three I, new know, that pissed eddie off yeah he's like oh he's sun kissed rocking barberita world at this point yeah he's, he's just killing it <laughs> and that day. comes into play too wasn't that a deal on the tour like don't talk about the <laughs> any of that about, shit about your fucking tequila man. yeah yeah, yeah. Me. right i mean boy is there is there a kind of uh, uh, something that probably dave and eddie never agreed to admit that they had a lot in common was that kind of uh developing ego doggy dog doggy dog game recognized game <laughs> all right where do we start uh up for breakfast 
What was the first one? I think it was Up for Breakfast was the one that, like, the first. That was the single, right? They released that to the yeah. radio. Oh, well, let's start there. Got those 5150. Totally. Warble. Prehensile tail. <laughs> There's that ride symbol. Let's drink a little bit. He's making the uh, making the sex to bake goods uh, references once again. <laughs> I mean, it's either going to be it's either going to compare a woman to a car, a guitar, or a baked good, or or rock candy. Some some sweets of some sort. Yeah. Sammy got a sweet tooth is what I'm trying to say. Sammy and Def Leppard could hang out. <laughs> it's not the worst thing like ever either, right? <laughs> like that's a pretty good song. No, yeah. I mean it's it's okay. That's it's better than song. some some shit on balance. Yeah. But that, that, <laughs> that bass that we heard that keyboard bass or maybe that's that is the absence of Michael Anthony except you'll hear him only in the background vocals. Oh, they do put him on That's there? That's his only contribution to these songs is the background, wow. which is why, okay. why it still seems legit is because you hear him. It still mixed back pretty far, but when they get to the chorus, yeah. you'd be like, oh, yeah, there you are. I didn't realize that. How fucked up is that? Like, we just want you to come in and do the background He wasn't vocals. technically a member of the band at, the point, at that point. You're right. They just kept fucking him. You're right. They did. That That's was the, the stipulation of the tour. Is that after that tour, he relinquished all interest in Van Halen, uh, can't use the name to promote himself, like the, just right. the final Michael turn Anthony of, the of screw. Van Halen, yeah, yeah. as yeah. if he needs that. Like the world doesn't know who Anthony, Michael right. Anthony is. Yeah, let me check this solo out. Not a good snare sound. But this this era suffered from bad snares. Put the cream in a coffee. Butter, was, butter in your biscuit. That was one thing Sammy said though when he came back to go sit, like oh you want me to record some stuff but I mean Ed was just recording the whole time like he had just had hundreds of fucking songs that he was Jesus. just yeah. There's a vault waiting to be. I think that's the problem with recording with Eddie and um they even mentioned it uh, in one of the interviews where 
Wolfgang wants to go through a lot of the old archives and, and, and he's like, you know, to use those tapes, they're so old and there's so much music, but they're so old. You, you have to bake them for a while right. to make the glue re-stick to the fucking you yeah, know magnetic be tape and digitized. That's a yeah. chore ahead and, of that kid. And so he's like, so I just write new stuff. Like, I, you know, like why are we gonna go he's back through all these other things? I'll just write new he stuff. Was always looking forward. Wasn't one to he dwell. Was, yeah, he was always looking forward. I, I think that's also really tough to work with, sure. you know, because something that Dave said. Uh, and this is years later when they're starting to record again. Um, boy, I don't, I don't want to spoil the ending. Um, they recorded some songs together. Now, I'm not talking the, the stuff that the tracks that ended on the album, but Dave, when he was finally asked back into the studio um, to record, when they were all finally in the studio together, they would only they re record some of the songs that we'll hear you know, next episode or so, um, but only halfway through. Yeah. And, and that was Dave doing it because he's like, if we record this thing all the way through and it's, it's in Eddie's hands, who knows where it's going to end up? Like I'm <laughs> yeah. gone, yeah, you know, yeah. like this might just disappear into the ether or whatever. Like, yeah. like there's the, there's something to be said for making all this music being super prolific and then also just finishing shit. You yeah. know, and, and taking something start a project start to finish. It's kind of like the Da Vinci, you know, sickness where he, he really didn't finish a bunch of stuff. Tons of great ideas, really brilliant, you know, moments and, and, and some really nice, you know, uh, in Eddie's case, really great music. But so many undeveloped ideas is you can't develop all of it. But if you get in that habit, then you're not finishing anything. You that, know, and, and he's happy and comfortable in his studio. Like he's full on, like in his castle, just fucking no, creating. That, that was the other thing I heard, or that I was reading in that book, Eruption, where uh, Sammy would say, or I forget who said it, but like back in the day when he would, like for example, he would just nail a solo like in a couple of takes. But now that he's a more seasoned musician, he wants to experiment more. So he'd have so many different things going on, and it was just like trying to sift through all this cool it. shit it was just the process was taking longer we're trying yeah. to find something to watch on netflix <laughs> <laughs> and there's like 200 million options and you scroll for 30 minutes and you're fucking i'm tired i'm going to bed you yeah. don't watch shit yeah that's gotta be what it's like and netflix has all those stats on you jared and know exactly <laughs> when you're coming in and out they well they better show me something that get me to click in the first five minutes because i'm wasting time man <laughs> What's I tell you what the Spotify, the Spotify uh, AI or whatever their algorithm is. Their algorithm's pretty good. By the way, one of the best things I've ever heard you say is I'm, I'm out of algorithms. I ran out of straight, ran out of algorithms. <laughs> Great. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> so what, were, what was one of the other jams on there? Yeah, that's the one that started playing by accident. What we got here? Give me the name. Uh, learning to see. All right. We'll see if Sammy can find a way to make that about sex.
Toon Whammy Bar. Fuck out of here. Hello, Jerry Kentrell. Yes. Rubbed off. It went full circle. <laughs> time after time we walk past the window and never see the ashes on the ground. Night after night, watching. Funny enough, I think Gary Sharon would do a good job on this song right there. Yeah, that's a hell of a place to go after that opening. Yeah. I mean, I get it. We're going to create a little drama here. A little chiaroscuro. all that why do we harm the young and you, you don't harm or you, harm but you harm and then you're trying to be yeah. you know um i gotta i i want to criticize the reverend um that Al? Dr- yeah Al, that 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 drum beat that he's playing is so much fun to play and it just is so flat it's the, <laughs> it's this double bait bass and and then go to these clicks click clack clack they're both yeah um he's doing a grunge beat dude he's doing he's doing a grunge beat this is this is almost like uh, <laughs> he called him the Alice in Chains fe- for sure yeah yeah don't fear the reaper right there uh, the reefer the don't. reaper which way who is it what do you got um but I gotta say, on the last album, Al brings some double bass, and it's killer. The drum sounds killer, and all that. It's a little bit flat. The recording feels lackluster. I just gotta be. This kind of guitar layering it reminds me of what's going to come up in the porn soundtracks. It's like he gave you a solo one for each ear. Yeah, he's he's Doc like, Holiday over there. I got two guns, one for the each of you. That was a lot going on, man. That was he <laughs> just left ear solo, right ear solo. He didn't even record those on the same day, man. That shit was <laughs> yeah. insane. That was that, that, pretty that, badass. I'm not gonna lie. 
I think it's kind of Fushiani territory, though. That's who, that's when I when I said the porn soundtracks, meaning like he's gonna start. He, he, yeah. He's he's comfortable now Ronda in his studio layering um, yeah. guitar tracks, and it's not just oh well, I can do a rhythm track below what I'm soloing. Um, he's like I can have both of these do crazy shit. So uh, what's his name's fault? Uh, Glenn Johns. Yeah, yeah, totally taught him how to. <laughs> yeah, he cracked it. He t- he told he basically told him like uh, like Andy. Yeah. Right? Oh, Andy John, sorry, yeah. wrong Johns. But of the Johns, of the of <laughs> the, the Royal Johns, the Royal Johns, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like Eddie. We got like twenty-four tracks, bud. You can, at, at the be, bare minimum, here. there could like, be so many of you yeah. at the same time, and oh, that geez. just fucking blew his mind. Yeah. <laughs> There's this part in this book that um, he talks about with uh, this guitar uh, situation that was going on for, while he was recording this, and um, oh, this is hilarious. Where did it go? He pulls out a '61 Telecaster for this song that he wanted to use. He used okay. it on some other songs, like uh, for like "Run Around" on on the carnal knowledge no shit and um let's see oh anyways that's pretty cool i don't picture him playing a telecaster no, no, that's but his 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 wolfgang guitar had a notion of a telecaster to it no it's interesting like I'll, and sometimes in interviews i'll read with him a lot of the songs that'll like you always just want to think oh he has one of the fucking he has frankenstein or something yeah. but um he called a wolfman guitar did i say wolfman no a you wolfgang. said frankenstein you said wolfgang okay yeah Wolfgang and Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're getting all the universal monsters. Um, Wait till you hear the guitar from the Black Lagoon, dude. But sometimes in an interview, like he'll name a very specific guitar that's not like, oh, like he's playing with different shit. And this is a case where it was, so it was like a 6-1 Telecaster and um, for this song, and he was just trying to get a like a three-chord uh, overdub kind of thing going on the verses. Would With a gun to my head told you that was a Telecaster. Only Eddie. Well, and then it goes on. Um, it wasn't in tune. It wasn't staying in tune when he was recording it because it was uh, it was humid. It was raining for like a couple of weeks. And, he um, was detuned he got... to like D standard or at least on that shit. That's why. So basically he gets pissed and throws it outside in the rain. Like, And then um, <laughs> he just threw it up in the air. And then he, when he picked it up, it was, it was, uh, it was still out of tune. Um, <laughs> really? Did he... <laughs> still. <laughs> And um, anyways, but it was still playable. It just had his big ass dent in it. So basically, but he, was, he just started getting, started getting more pissed. So it, so then he, his next idea was uh, what did he, he got pissed off. He got three airline guitars. So basically, what he does is he gets three guitars and tunes them to different different chord or uh, you know what I mean, different, different open open tunings. Open yeah. tunings. So. And then he clamps them on chairs, like with C clamps. So he <laughs> oh has them gosh. around him. <laughs> and uh, he tuned each guitar in separate tunings to the chords that I needed. And I C clamped them to the body. To the, uh, so he puts he puts them around him in a half circle so he can reach them. Anyways, uh, so he <laughs> he goes. Everybody thought I was nuts, but it worked. I remember the look on uh, Glenn Ballard, the producer, <laughs> when he walked in the studio. He's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Man, only you would think of doing something like, like some that." <laughs> Dude, how crazy is that? That is some fucking Come mad on. scientist shit. Yeah, that veering dangerously close to like Nigel Tufnell doing the solo, but he uses the violin to hit his guitar, but then he stops and tunes the violin. No, that's some that's some Nigel Tufnell level. That's so Two cool. guitar gods right there. Wow. 
<laughs> I would, that I, w- I would die for just like a, a Polaroid of that. Right. No shit, man. <laughs> Come on. Ah, there's another song. There's three, right? Yeah. Two more. I lost one. Hold on. <clears throat> That's a fine how you do. Oh, there it is. It's about time. That's the one. This is awesome. I haven't heard these songs in like 25 years, man. No, no, no. 2015 years. 16, 17. Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, it's been a long time. Been a long time. Been a long time. But it's about time, Chris. Let's do it. All right. Sammy doing Gary now? Yeah. This is called mailed in lyrics. This it's, is just Yeah, it's like Sammy doing Gary doing Sammy. Yeah. That's some like uh like a human his, centipede. That's like a human Ouroboros. That's snaking in its own tail. Just eating each other's own asses. In a circle. <laughs> There's a word for that. I'm too much of a Christian to know what it is, It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not not their peak. Yeah, it's not their peak. But there's some good ideas hidden in there. Like there's a couple cool, there's a couple cool bars. Mm. There's some riffs happening. Mm. The solo will be mind bending, I'm sure. But yeah, no, he's doing the same. Nate's doing singing a Wild Wild West. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again the same sex. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah. There's Michael, though. Cashing checks. <laughs> the, the, the biggest hose job ever in rock and roll. Possibly, man. It's just, right. you know what it feels like? That it was, uh, that he, he got, he's getting hosed because he appreciates uh, Eddie He's close to Eddie, and I feel like Eddie probably borrowed on that a bit. And right. and Alex was just like, hey, you know, leave me out of it. You know, I'm, obviously I'm going with my brother, so it's really I don't even need to be in this yeah. conversation. But here. you know, I think I think people allowed Eddie a whole mess of space because of how good he was. You know, it's that it's that kind of like genius, and now he's getting into the mad genius eras territory yeah and and the intolerable like okay there's only close people near this person now because you know for whatever reasons come on listen to that dude that was see there you you got one that's pretty that's all you take away from this yeah Good solo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can account. I mean, when's what's the what's the worst Eddie Van Halen solo? 
It's not stupid. It's not even answerable yeah, question. Yeah. That's just the bar is so high yeah. for him. He can make God's brain <laughs> right. break, man. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen created a riff so heavy that he himself could not play it. Yeah. <laughs> One of those conundrums they, they had dorm rooms across the world. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think if that was asked about Alex's double bass uh, work on this album, it would be yes, he hit that limit and he should stop doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's uh, you know the whole construction of these is a little this it's mailed in dash. construction for sure. If, if but you're right about that that drag right there. Fucking killer. Yeah, his technique is still on point. It's not like, um, though his speech got fucked up from losing part of his tongue, no matter how fucked up he was, got into or whatnot, his guitar sound came through. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it didn't, it, there, there aren't errors when you go, um, oh yeah, between here and here, Eddie Van Halen just sounded sloppy. Ooh, we're getting there. Are we getting there? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. And we're actually about there, actually. Yeah, it's I mean, starting. Because now huh? that these are out, they got a tour, obviously, because they got a record to promote. And then, hence, this 2004 best, I don't know if it was the best of both worlds tour, or I think that's what it's called. So is this just Sammy, or is it Sam? Just Sammy. Okay. And uh, this is the one we caught at the Key Arena. 2004. Yeah. And uh, I was trying real hard to remember the opening act, but I never can. In Living Color. No, Living no, Color. No, it was not. Was it? No. It was, that was not. That was, that, Stop it. I saw them open up for the Rolling bah! Stones at my first concert. <laughs> oh, the Steel Wheels tour. Yeah, it's killer. Yeah, dude. It's killer. Um, You mentioned that on our other podcast, I the next episode. Everywhere you find fine podcasts. Check out the next episode. If not on this episode, um, but didn't David Lee Roth record tracks with them six months after Gary Sharon was out of the band that ended up on? They'd come back to uh, the, the the new truth. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the true true. The new true true. The new true true. Oh, shit. Kind of true true. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's some there's some he, he's kind of flirted with uh, getting back into the room for a little bit. David Lee Roth. I think he recorded what I was saying before is they recorded some tracks shortly after he played uh, Gary Sharon left, but then that didn't stick because uh, Dave going to be Dave. <laughs> Eddie's also starting to get into this uh, into a mode. We'll say for the next bunch of years, he gets into a mode. Two thousand one uh, divorce or not technically, but they covered that they're getting the split. He's kind of getting into a dark. Uh, area but the light is there is a light and uh, uh another truth to be told uh no, no what is it called another kind of a truth. different a different kind of day to be resized every story is oh that's an extreme record that's gary Sh ripping off gary again everything i've been bagging on with alex's playing even the drum sounds and all that the only reason i feel like i can bag on it here is you because he crushes it on that album <laughs> he it's it's like Dare I say, and this is teasers, 
fair warning-ish. Fuck out of here. Really? Appro- approach. Okay, oh, yeah. and I haven't listened yeah, yeah. to that in a long time either. So yeah, yeah. There's some good stuff on there. See. I listened to it on my way over here. And, Who produced uh, that one? Oh, shit, I don't know. Well, we're not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, all right. Let's tune in next time. No, but you want to... There is a whole conversation to be had about will they record it at... Not recorded 5150 at 5150 or at 5150 or at another place or it's at, not even at maybe where they used to record maybe a new we'll, we'll get into all of that there's it gets juicier we this is i know it's kind of a little bit turbulent right completely now completely and totally at abbey road studios in london it was fully <laughs> abbey road glenn johns this time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the be- the better dressed of the Johns, can I say? I mean, I watched Get Back, and that guy was kind of like saying fresh the better to, aim of the spec. That guy was fresh to death every day. He showed up in the studio to record the Beatles. He's yeah, yeah. Goddamn, hats I, off, Glenn. I, you know, dress for the job you want, I not the guess. job you have. Uh, but the tour, the tour. You so this enter top knot Eddie. Here we are. It, this is this is the time. When he's drinking red wine from morning till night, teeth rotten out. Um, yeah, not good. This is it, it, but now he's he's ambulatory, right? He can he's moving on his hip because when when we saw him, he was jumping, he was split he kicking. Was. He didn't land them all, but you know, he didn't land them all. No, <laughs> he went but, down a, at least once, and he also laid on the stage during his solo. I I remember him doing kind of like the la- the the curly. The... Oh, he's been doing that for yeah. <laughs> you can't have a chord on your guitar if you get to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's kind of going off the rails for him. Yeah, even in that um, that book uh, Eruption in the Canyon that that dude did, mm-hmm. um, he has a lot of crazy stories, man. Because he was in there twenty four seven on the there in the studio like so that he could record shit so he was he saw from all sides man this is this is the era described in sammy's book and with him trying to like kick the windows out of a a private jet oh shit yeah like just eddie losing his shit wow everyone trying to help him like you know kind of like having these like almost nightly interventions like eddie you know he's like fuck you you know yeah (laughs) not having any of it Maybe get thirty minutes of clarity in a twenty-four hour day. Yeah, it's it's ripping up. solos. It's piling up. Yeah. Um. That's the, that being said, the the tour did amazing, and there was millions of dollars made. And well, yeah, I think that was uh, the most lucrative tour they had. But that was also when Sammy was like, "Fuck this, I'm out for real." Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Was there? Yeah. I got the wobbery but <laughs> waiting for me. Was there another jam on there? That was no, it was just the three. Oh, okay. Just the three that they did. But now we're we're getting real close, I guess, to Eddie Damn. uh doing the uh the soundtrack music for the uh skin flicks. Yeah. Who was that? Just a homie of his that's just yeah, asked him to do director, it. Director but neighbor in the hills out there, wherever he's at. Where's he? That's hilarious. I don't know where he's... coordinates for 5150 again? I don't know. But he has it written on the outside of the building. 5150? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, there's some fun images of 5150. He's got a nice little walkthrough tour. Yes. You know? What is going on here? I could roll this real quick and uh, 
It's only oh. like two minutes. What is it? It's uh, it's actually AP news footage of the uh, Van Halen tour in 2004. Just catching up with the fellas. Actually, a lot of Michael. At least get my two cents in because being the bass player, you know, the bass players never get their two cents in. Maybe a, maybe a penny at the most, right? So, anyway, this is it. This is the beginning. This is the start. Nine years. Nine years since the last time us four have appeared together on stage in front of an audience. <laughs> That's his one cent. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll whack that up a little bit, but uh, that, I think that, that little document of what you were in for. I think so. That was in two thousand four, right? They what is it? Yeah. Uh, grossed like over fifty million. It, it says here, and but there's this one part in the book where it says um, they didn't want Mikey to go on the tour with him. Man, and he did not want him on the album. He didn't want him anywhere near it. And it, it, Sammy it, stuck his. He said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go unless Mikey, Mikey comes." It's the mullet or nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Because yeah, like what honestly, like what is your beef, man? Yeah. I think it's it's the total control and he knows that Alex is obviously on his side. And Michael's giving you problems in that regard. And I don't I feel like he wasn't. Yeah. I feel like that's what like like it it's uh, it's like Michael didn't give him a reason. And so it makes it extra targeted. In that book, in that eruption in the Canyon book, uh, who's that dude? Um, he was saying Andrew Bennett because he was because he was around that that band that time the whole time they were making that. Um, sorry, making the best of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, he saw Sam come in and come in through there, but Dave also came through there too. So he saw the overlap because, like you were saying, didn't they were trying to record some stuff yeah or? yeah but they would they would only do you know the half songs but some of those things that they were working on which were also unreleased some of them uh songs from like the 70s and eight and mm -hmm. 80s and I, i'm telling you revisit that album man it sounds like it and and it feels after all this bag and it feels it feels nice to listen to there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel however fucking <laughs> dim or whatever know that they're you know and it's not just the lights uh, taking Eddie up to heaven. It was like there's there's actually some good music that comes out shortly after this. Yeah, I guess that's poetic too that they get to end on a high note. Yeah, for them yeah. to get Dave, that that dude was saying he was there also when because uh, that's when uh, Wolfgang was in the studio with him hanging around, and then he saw that when they started jamming and stuff. But how um um what was I gonna say um it was Wolfgang who was who dropped a hint like hey maybe we get dave back and so he was there when he saw the wolf yeah. called dave oh wow because it because <laughs> he asked how did it go i'm totally getting ahead of the whole thing but um basically saying he asked uh his dad like hey we should get dave back he's like well if you want well then you call him yeah so <laughs> he watched wolfie like figuring out what he was going to say to him left a message and then dave calls back and uh, Ed picks up. He's like, "Who, do, who are you asking for?" He's like, "Wolfie said, you know, you might want to get me back." He's like, "Wolf, here, don't talk to me. Talk to Wolfie." <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, just a crazy energy going on recording it, and um, he would say like when the brothers were arguing, you you didn't want to be around them because they would just 
You just didn't want to black cloud. Well, they would try to ask you like, well, what do you think about this? And if you didn't know what was going on and you take someone's side that they're like, what? You just didn't want it. So they would, they would just text each other like DEF CON, stay where you're at. (laughs) Lay low. Wow. That's brothers though. Oh, totally, man. And he's probably up his ass because uh, Alex is sober by this he's point. He's sober. Yeah, exactly. And man, he's probably not trying to hear it once again. I I would, you know, I would take a, in a fight at well, one, Alex. Um, but a, a lanky, s- man. He's got reach. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a sober Alex trying to talk sense into a, a, a railed Eddie. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a recording of that. Like that, holy shit, man! That's got to be such an uphill fight, battle. I don't think I'd fight Alex Van Halen right now. No, I, I just don't think he's got like that Jack Palance old man. <laughs> he's like, gonna start the 70, remake, but I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, no way. Some scary seventy-year-olds, man. He, well, yeah, you know he's got strong hands, and yeah. when an old man grabs you with strong hands, it's this—it's kind of this. My father-in-law, he's almost seventy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Irv. You just like kid me? I still wouldn't fight him. That guy grabbed me on the trapezoid. I would probably <laughs> fucking piss myself a little bit. Scary seventy-year-old men and the women who love them. Next time, Maury. Yeah. Well, they're going on this tour, and 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 the stuff that uh, Chris is talking about is going on through this whole tour, and it just kind of. I didn't talk about anything. We added that about. shit. Out. What are you talking about? But, <laughs> what are you talking about, Augie? A while ago, when we were talking about the tour with these guys and all the stuff that they were going through, yeah. um, by the time they come out of it, like, um, like Sam just didn't want anything to do with it. Like, there was just so he much shit that he couldn't keep. They didn't want to put up with. Like, they yeah. just kind of. I mean, that's just leaving Ed just hanging there, not knowing what to do. And then that's when he does those porno songs, right? Yes, which uh, is a great time to get into that. We went into that a little bit on our... Or for his friends, some music for his friends. For his friends' adult film. who he, The director who he compared to Spielberg. Well, this guy did He's do aren't a jokes. college production. Of... Is Spielberg? Spielberg. <laughs> He's the uh, next Spielberg, he said. Catherine is the name of the song that we want to play, right? Do that one last. Okay, then I'll do Rise. For a porno, that's a little on the nose, right? And the name of the first band I ever played in. Okay. Here we go. Make it full screen, Jesus. <laughs> I hate myself so bad. It's coming, you know. Oh. oh, hold up. Others have come. <laughs> there it is. This one frightens me. He has unusual power. <laughs> I'm not fucking around this. It, it, we're looking at like kind of like a graveyard a, scene. A graveyard. Uh, oh. Oh, this is like a produced video kind of thing. Yeah, it's a misty night in a graveyard, but now uh, maybe there was going to be some eroticism, but now it's just some TVs and people jamming out in this darky, dark graveyard. A lot of Ed Wood influence on this. 
again. I like the guitar. better than any of those three songs we just heard from the, the best of <laughs> album yeah i know right imagine that's probably eddie on the drums eddie on the bass eddie well, on the guitar do you think maybe this is a stage in eddie's career um Most where, definitely oh yeah where he should have where he should have played with maybe some other musicians or something Did something out. totally right. can you imagine that yeah. You just have like a, like bring Bill Gibbons in, man. Like right. do a fucking like best Full of Santana, bring in totally, all your famous friends. Exactly, dude. Yep. And and those are also other people that could help him fucking cope with whatever, you know? And yeah, maybe man. get some artistic juice. I, I don't I don't know if he was ever open to that and I don't understand why he would be shy to. Um, you know, like, oh I'm not good enough. That that I don't doesn't ring true, you know. It just seemed like a hard camp to get into, like yeah, yeah, it was like him and Lukather and everybody else from Toto. Yeah, yeah, he was the fifth Toto. <laughs> but yeah, I mean his his own like Eric Clapton would talk shit about him, and that must have hurt because he worshipped Eric Clapton growing up. Yeah, he just didn't have a lot of peers. He could just yeah. What was Rublert? He's copying his brother with the He is totally. <laughs> break it down. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It's like the shit he did for the uh, that movie in, in 83 or whenever. Uh, the Fast Times uh, sequel. Oh, um, well, yeah, exactly. Fast Times at Ridgemont High had a sequel. Yeah. What? Yep. Days and confused. <laughs> and Eddie did the soundtrack. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's where you got like. A, it wasn't. A, I don't think it was an official sequel, but it, are you thinking of Wild Wildlife? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think we played some of that. We did, yeah. Uh, they had like Hot Dog City or what was the name of yeah. those songs? <laughs> Dirty Water Dog. <laughs> See, all um, comes back around. To be clear, this video, this is a video for this song, but this song um, showed up on a, a pornography movie. To yeah. Be, who was in that movie? Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. No. They had this playing in the background? Yeah. POV and V stand for Bay Inhaling. <laughs> uh, I still have, I have not seen this film. Have you guys? Uh -huh. Nope. Okay, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I'm wondering. I'm asking that strictly for production value. Like, was this was this a uh, Fifty thousand dollar production was this a two hundred thousand dollar production or was this? Uh, you got an Eddie Van Halen production. You know, because because all money's green. So if if someone you know his buddy's like, hey, we want you to do a soundtrack to this, whatever, it's gonna sound awesome and people are gonna be fucking to it. 
You know, you want to do a fuck movie? That's a Eddie? good fuck rhythm, though, right? Yeah, it's a good fuck. That's rhythm. how it started with the sexy fuck group. Now so we're got to be a little fun. It's a little funky. Yeah, he's kind of. You know what? Eddie Van Halen in this stage could have played on one hot minute. Oh Jesus Christ! Just don't, don't even, you bring out the possibilities. <laughs> That's what I wish we would have seen. Is is Eddie like, Van Halen would, play with a bunch of other fucking dudes. Yeah, that would have been like when Johnny Marr joined uh, Modest Mouse. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, like, Dave, what? Yeah, uh, Dave Grohl playing with fucking Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Are you talking about like a jam situation with Eddie? Just having Eddie Van Halen be the guitarist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. For an album. When they needed him. Fuck yeah. Like him playing with Christiani. Like. Yeah, just him and Flea, though. Yeah, Ooh. like how Dave Navarro played with, did one album with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's kind of like a, a, a one-off, but it's fucking pretty good. I could see that. That's what, I, that's what, that I'm, would... that's what I'm missing about Eddie and, and, his, and the depth of his career. Like, he's got a whole bunch of his own shit and, you know, stuff in the band, but I would, man, what could have been? What would, 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 him with a different drummer. You know? Wow. <laughs> well, there's some stuff coming up that where he's jamming that I got or that I found online, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. What happens? Or was there another song for this? Uh, oh, yes. Cinematic. Uh, Catherine, which is, I I think I like my personal favorite. I like this jam. It's pretty intense, right? I just think that, that footage of him in the studio, I don't... It, it's intense, man. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the one. Lost it though. He's got way more than twenty-four tracks now. He's panned down his mixing board there. And the video of this is Eddie without a shirt playing in. His looking, studio in fifty one fifty and sweaty. He's looking thin and sweaty. He's got a cigarette in the just a chilly head stock. Skinny sweaty man. Shit, you know what this is? This is his maggot brain. Oh Wow. Think about Prashani and then circle completed itself. Like this interspersed with the shots of him mixing himself yeah. at the desk, shirtless, cigarette this. dangling. <laughs> Push them faders, man. <laughs> Push those like, faders, like real intense. Though. Being sweaty while you're mixing an album. Who hasn't been there before? <laughs> It never lets up either. Like there's no, there's no. Yep. I do recommend anybody just look that up on YouTube. It's a pretty great video. Catherine, Eddie Van Halen. No boobs or sweaty Van in Halen. It. It's just, <laughs> it's just sweaty Van Halen. Oh. I'll cut to him playing the drums. Ah.
God, there's times probably in their life when him and uh, Prashanti probably could be each other's worst frenemies. Sure. In their darkest hours, <laughs> you know what I mean? Got the troubled genius L.A. underkind. Choral action going on in the background there? Maybe keyboard. It feels like keyboard chorus. It's about to get real. He has two cigarettes burning <laughs> in his headstock now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. Oh, yeah, one of his ass. You can't even see it. Got like a whole pack on there, man. Eighteen cigarettes. He's trying to match the. He's trying to match. Fuck, dude. It's like he's having a conversation with those vocals. Yes. Man, yeah, dude, it's raw. Supposed to see where I'm playing drums, too. What do you think was in his mouth longer, cigarettes or a guitar pick? 50 50? So, this was also for. For a movie, the adult film, yeah, an adult film, yeah. I gotta see this flick. I know. <laughs> That's right when he puts it in the butt. That's right that part right there. I was thinking this is like walking home, feeling. Sorry for himself in the rain after he jerked off looking through a window. This is, it is. It's like this. It's got this track to me. Like sums up exactly probably how he felt in that moment. Oh yeah. This is the, when, what they said in the crossroads. Blues ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad. He's <laughs> the bluesiest shit he ever did.
guitar, Eddie. Throw it. There you go. Did that metal pick at the floor. Did you hear that? Damn. What was he drinking? Stick a dynamite right there is what that was. <laughs> that these were his smoking loon, smoking loon cabernet days. Oh, that's right. It was wine. But dude, he's working some. He's, he's working some shit out in that fucking Damn. song, man. That is some. And like, what do you think? Like the average Van Halen fan even knows that exists. Like fifty fifty, the like people even know that's out there because less, I didn't hear it until less. you played it for me. Yeah. No, like it's a year a, or two ago. It's intense. Yeah. No doubt. I wonder. Um, I wonder if he was pushed to to put out something like that, or if he's got some tapes with thing with tracks like that. You know, like it would would he do that on his own, if if he wasn't asked for a project? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, nothing about that seemed sexy or erotic like that. When you think I about yourself, I had a semi <laughs> most of that time, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah, you I sharing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Mo- I don't know. That solo is. It just doesn't let up, man. It doesn't. It's I just, know just, we all kind of just got silent and let it go because <laughs> it was. It, 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 you think it's gonna stop crescendoing, but it keeps crescendoing. Yes. Uh, She's yes. an edge lord. So is, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's the name of the show. That movie. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's that's amazing. Really. Yeah. If you want to think about it real hard? That's pretty amazing. But I like your question chris because it's like how many of those does he have or was it because he was asked to do this like yeah. is that just another wednesday night right right yeah i mean I, because for everything that we're projecting onto it i i i i feel and i and i you know with the video production there you know they're obviously getting the message across frustrated and, and driven yeah that and was sweaty a, and working didn't look happy in any of that yeah but i could he, uh, and one of the only times you see him in a video not smiling and hamming mm. for the camera. Like, that is very, right. that is the opposite. But after reading this book, too, that eruption in the canyon, I could just imagine just, you don't know when he's going to say, okay, go ahead and roll the camera. Like, you're just waiting for him whenever he's in the mood, man. Yeah. Lewis. Yeah. And that was uh, from some of the interviewers I was listening to, or in some of our crack research team told me about, um, if you wanted to interview these guys, David Lee Roth in particular, Eddie in particular, it was up to them. It's not like one o'clock on Thursday. It was like, I'll, you'll get called 20 minutes before they're ready for the interview and just, they're, that's your time. Yeah. They're on that strata. They're, they're that eccentric too. Many a writer just cooling their heels on the couch in the lobby at 5150. Yeah. You think we could do the podcast like that? Like once a week, once an episode, we get to be the one that that just says we'll we're recording now. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna record now. That'll work great. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Have even more time between episodes. <laughs> yeah, this all kind of tracks because the he does this. Uh, he does these songs in 2006, and then uh, I think shortly after that he goes into rehab. So it's like it's just yes. all that song is like. Cry for fucking help. It's a it he he's telegraphing in that song where shit's going. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so he goes into rehab, but then that's why he wasn't at the Rock and Hall for all 
Hall of Fame, uh, apparently, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Dave was supposed to be there too, but he started beefing with uh, Velvet Revolver because they wouldn't play Jump because they didn't know it. And so he said, fuck this, I'm out. And the <laughs> only people that showed up is Dave and Sam. Mike. Mike and Sam. What, why would I say? Dave and Sam. <laughs> Hoot. Who? Hootie who? Hootie who? Uh, yeah. And you know what? Again, Mike, he's pulling, he's toting the line. Fuck the yeah, Van Halen is. line. He's representing Van Halen. And they're still like, right. you know what? Here's your hourly. After everything. Do you get, I, Mike, I hope you got a fucking, I hope you got paid for, for your time. I hope you got per diem for showing up at the Grammys, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, let's uh, see what he had to say about what Michael, in his own words, not even his mullet speaking for him right here. This is out of his mouth. Or is it? <laughs> Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, and Michael Anthony. Hey, what about me? They're Shut getting, up, Gary. Shut up. They're getting hugs from Velvet Revolver here. Off, I'd like to uh, it's Michael. say God bless you to uh, Edward Van Halen. I wish you were here, buddy. You couldn't be here tonight. He's home getting some help, and uh, I love you, man. But uh, it was like 30 years ago. We were playing this little club in mm -hmm. L.A. called the Starwood out in Hollywood, and uh, Mo Austin and Ted Templeman from Warner Brothers came in and saw us play and liked what they saw and what they heard, and from there was like, you know, joining a family with Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'd also, I'd also like to thank everybody who's been with the Van Halen family through all the years and have endured and, and, and toured and partied and worked and the whole bit, the whole <laughs> ball of wax. I mean, it was a lot, of, a lot of hard work at times, but the partying kind of outweighed that once we uh, took it out and uh, brought it out to the people. So uh, <laughs> no shit. all our managers, everybody, Ed Leffler, God love you, man. Uh, and I'd like to also thank my family, my parents, my brothers and sister, my sister who turned me on to rock and roll in the first place. She brought me this little record, Blue Cheer, and yeah. said, I said, I want to do that. Long hair and play bass. And also my uh, beautiful wife, Sue, and my daughters, Taylor and Alicia. Uh, Sue, she's stuck with me and endured all the craziness, and she's still doing it. <laughs> I'd also like to thank Sammy, Dave, Eddie, Al, I mean, it's been a blast. And uh, also, Gary Sharon, I'd like to give him a little thanks. There we go. Too, man. Shit. The fans, we love you, man. If it wasn't for all of you, I we mentioned. wouldn't be here. Right? This guy. That fucking guy. Doesn't deserve it. Oh. Keeps getting it. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Then I got Sammy's on there, but it's them jamming with the... The house band, including uh, Paul Schaefer Paul back there Schaefer. on keyboards. Paul and Eddie have played together a number of times in uh, on yeah, the Letterman show. Dude. Mikey. Dude, if anyone in the world is going to heaven. <laughs> Michael Anthony. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bass lessons to Jesus. He would, too. Mm -hmm. And Jesus obviously plays on bass Thursday player. nights. Yeah. He's a bass player. Michael, show me how you do that two finger sixteenth note shit, you just, man. You gotta, <laughs> listen, you, I know you've walked a lot of miles, but you just gotta take that fingers for a walk, J Bone. <laughs> when there's the only one set of footprints, is <laughs> when Michael Anthony was carrying Van Halen. Oh, you mean it's not his mullet? Maybe there's no footprints. It's just like 
don't know. Whatever a mullet looks no, like. No, no, there's, the there's, there's some gold right there, Jared. It was awesome. <laughs> but that's just Michael Anthony explaining why he's the classiest member of Van Halen to ever yeah. live. Yeah. Whew, where are we going with this, gentlemen? Where is it? Where is this fucking? You know, I've been trying to shine, shine some light. Do we have to leave this on like a, a Empire Strikes Back note, like everything's fucked. I think and that's. Ex- our- I think that's kind of <laughs> how we're gonna leave it. And and when it's time to go, I, I've got I've got a little bit of up from Dave, mm-hmm. and you know, but I you know I don't need to trigger it yet. Just uh, how is this? How are we gonna dismount this thing? How is Eddie gonna pull out of this spiral? What the fuck's going on? I mean, obviously Mike's fucked in, but he's kind of fine with it because he's down in Cabo, sitting in waist-deep water, pissing in warm ocean, drinking a hot sauce money. He's He's selling that hot sauce. Has he started it yet? Oh, oh, he started it like well before, I think the 90s is when he got his hot sauce cooking. He was taking notes from Sammy. Sammy's like, dude, you need some side businesses, man. You got product, dude. You need a product. Yeah. Yeah. Me? Air conditioning and heating system, HVAC. So stay out sprinklers. of that territory. Don't fuck around with sprinklers. I'm getting into tequila too. You you look like a hot sauce guy, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you, Mikey, kills eating it. his fortieth yeah. wing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's dire for everybody except for Sam and Dave. Or Sam, I keep doing that, Mike. Yeah, and Sam. Well, what happens after 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 this tour? Everyone kind of goes their separate separate ways. I don't. Yeah, I, Sammy goes back. Oh, Sammy goes back to touring and making records. Dave goes back to being an EMT or whatever he was doing or living in Japan. I think this is about the time he splits out for Japan. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's gonna make the move across the sea, um, and I. I what do we we come back in on these folks? What oh, 2012 or 2007 or so? 2008 when we pick them back up for the next album? Yeah, like I mean, it, I think it comes out in 2007. They start. I mean, 2012. Around. They start messing around and touring it, and this is when we get Wolfgang on the bass. Yeah, it, it takes a it takes a crew. It takes a village. It takes a village. On this, we all agree. Well, let's just listen to Valerie prove that you know. She is the Michael Anthony of uh, of women. <laughs> that was no better. That was, that was actually that was worse. worse in a lot of ways. It was technically worse. But essentially what we were getting at, Wolfie's coming on for this next album, and um, Wolfie's mom, who helped raise that kid, and that's why he's so fucking chill. Um, this was why. This is, uh, yeah, so this is her talk. Uh, Rob Lowe asked her about um, when he recorded that solo. I'll forbeat it. Forbeat it. Here we go. Mama Val. <clears throat> so with that, we'll leave you. MC Sacred G. Beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop. Thank you for your service. Obagano. <laughs> Adios, muchachos. Dito. And this is the thick white duke saying uh, happy trails. You remember when he recorded um, the the solo for Michael, for Michael Jackson? I do. I remember. What was that like? Well, I, I remember I was actually. Is it on was, Bad? Or which song is I forget? Was it? It was Bad, right? Oh, my God. Be, oh, it's, it's, it's Beat It. Beat It. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So our phone rings up at the studio and um, Ed picks it up and some guy goes, hey, it's Quincy and I want to talk to Eddie Van Halen. And Ed's like, fuck you. And he closes it because he doesn't believe him. That's amazing. And, so, and Quincy calls back and he finally convinces Ed that it's Quincy. And he says, I want you to play this solo over uh, one of Michael's new songs. He goes, oh, okay, I guess I'll come down. It was a studio not far from our house. And um, he went down, I guess, a couple days later. I don't know. Um, Ed never got paid for it. Talk about well, talk about doing it for the art. Here's the yeah. perfect example. I I never in a million years thought there could be an example as amazing as what you're just what you just talked about. Well, he never called lawyers, never called a manager. He just he just went down and did it. You know, he didn't no contract negotiations before he went down. He just said, "Sure, I'll come down." That was it. Um, Michael sent us um, a laser disc player to, for as a thank you, like when they first came out. I don't know what I ever did with it, but you know, those movie players, they're big, like LPs. Oh um, my God. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's the big, it's the biggest album of all time. The biggest hit on the biggest album of the, mm -hmm. of all time. And the centerpiece of the song, that's the biggest hit, the biggest album. And, and it got a laser disc. Right. <laughs> and I remember, cause they had just released, they were going to re be releasing 1984 and jump was a huge hit on that from, oh. um, from that was their number one hit but the album was their i think one of their only albums to never go to number one because thriller was number one for so long and i remember al being so angry at ed they <laughs> never should have done it you kept them at number one and we didn't get a chance to go i mean he didn't That's, say it that way but, but you know, he's probably he was, right yeah yeah but Ed's like so what it's good you know he didn't care he just wanted to play you're listening to the tne network